Welcome to Formula for Success, a podcast brought to you by the Stewart School of Business at the Illinois Institute of Technology. I'm your host, Alex Grodnick. This season is all about the intersection of technology and business. We'll be chatting with some amazing alumni and hearing their journeys navigating the business world and applying lessons learned here at Stewart to their everyday lives. Today, we sit down with Weslyn Ashton, a professor here at the Illinois Institute of Technology and a sustainable systems architect whose research, teaching, and practice are all oriented around transitioning our socio-ecological systems towards sustainability and equity. Without further ado, I'm Wetlin Ashton. I'm an associate professor of environmental management and sustainability at the Illinois Institute of Technology with joint appointments in the Stewart School of Business and Institute of Design. Great to have you on the podcast, Wesleyan. Let's get right into it. Where did you go for your undergraduate degree and what did you learn there that has influenced your work today? I did my undergraduate degree at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology in Environmental Engineering. And quite ironically, was very focused on what we we now call end of pipe uh, solutions. So after the pollution has um, been created by whatever industrial processes, we uh, develop solutions to kind of clean that up. Uh, and, and so that was a big focus of the work and the, uh, my educational program there. And so towards the end of that, I uh, was introduced to the concept of industrial ecology and cleaner production and thinking about how we might more proactively uh, change our industrial systems to not create that pollution in the first place. I love that. So now that you knew you were interested in preventative work, not just cleaning up the leftover messes from industry, how did you continue to follow that line of thinking? So for my PhD work, I went to Yale University and um, did my work in the field of industrial ecology. And in particular, I was looking at uh, what we call eco-industrial parks, uh, which are industrial zones that we try to model after ecosystems. So there's a lot of uh, consideration about what are the natural resources, the energy being consumed, the waste being generated, and uh, how we might develop strategies to help companies more effectively manage those materials by behaving more like an ecosystem. Uh, And so I... Yeah, I was was really captivated by this idea of like how we might have our industry behave more ecologically and kind of more in harmony with with nature. And and this is really kind of at the heart of all the work that I do. And it kind of remains uh, that way today. I love that idea of moving industry to be more in line with the natural order of things. It's so interesting how we as a population have tried so hard to get away from our natural ecosystems to create the world many of us in the developed nations live in today, only to realize we went too far. We see this almost everywhere. Look at the health field, for example, and the rise of the paleo and ancestral diets, which aim to bring us back in harmony with the foods our bodies have evolved to eat. Now, speaking of food, you are also very involved in mitigating food waste here in Chicago and promoting a circular economy. Can you take us through exactly what that means and how your work intertwines with this field? I started uh, doing some work with the Chicago Food Policy Action Council, and they are very interested in 
kind of how do we transform the local food ecosystem to be more equitable? To one, create more opportunities for Black, Brown, and Indigenous uh, growers and small businesses. But also, how do we get more nutritious food to communities on the uh, all across the city, right? And then, and particularly on the south and southwest sides of the the city, which are primarily black and brown. Uh, and so we have have been working on on a number of of projects, right? And one of these is related to information and kind of how do we get better information to different players about what opportunities are available and how do they better equip themselves for those opportunities. Um, A big theme that has emerged in this work is the idea of aggregation, right? So we have many small growers um, and many large institutions. And so, so we have, you know, small bits of food uh, being grown across the city and the peri-urban region. Um, how can we get those to communities that, that need it um, when there are limited resources for making those connections? And so the idea of aggregation has really emerged as a mechanism to bridge those gaps. Uh, and it's also coming up in this food waste work, right? Because we also see that there are, um, whether it's uh, unsold or kind of near expiration food in the groceries um, or restaurants um, or even uh, food businesses. And we have many people who are in need across the city. So how do we kind of make those connections between uh, surplus food um, and and people that need it? And so so a, a big part of my work right now is thinking about, okay, like what are different business models for making those connections between, you know, kind of food that's grown, food that's surplus, and also food that's wasted, right, at the household level, and kind of closing the loop and putting that back into a cycle where we can recover the uh, the nutrients and the energy from that wasted food to create new soil, right? Uh, to create energy that can um, go back into our natural gas grid um, or, you know, power some buses or something. <laughs> um, and, and so really creating this, this closed loop. And, and so the, the theme here is that of a, a circular economy, right? So we're, we're creating circular, sustainable, equitable um, economies, right? So uh, we're creating opportunities for a broad spectrum of people um, and communities. Amazing. How do you go about assisting this process? On a broader question, what is the process? Me coming in as a, a researcher, and, and this is something the way that I approach my work in general is that I aim to understand the landscape uh, as a first step, right? So, so who are those uh, organizations uh, doing the composting, right? Who's doing the collection? Uh, what are the different roles and players? Uh, and then seeing how my particular skill set and research might help to support um, this system to have transformative change, 
right? So, so what are particular leverage points where my expertise you know, um, can, can be valuable? And so right now, you know, for this food waste project, we're in the landscape assessment phase, right? And, and so we are, we are partnering with um, local organizations such as the Wasted Food Action Alliance uh, and the Illinois Food Scrap Coalition, um, who who've been around for uh, for decades, right? And, and who work on the the policy side, who work on kind of public education and awareness side, um, and then there there are also business associations. You know, Chicago is a big food town, right? So we have the um, Institute for Food Technologists and the Chicagoland Food and Beverage Network, right? Who who are all thinking about um, food surplus, food loss, and food waste, um, and how can we address those issues? One, to feed hungry people, and two, addressing the environmental implications because there's a, a like a very significant climate contribution uh, because of the amount of food that we waste. That climate contribution is an element I feel gets overlooked when discussing food waste, but it's a reminder that very few, if not any industries, operate in a vacuum. Now, I'd like to take a step back for a moment, because just like an industry, we as a people do not operate in a vacuum, but are continuously influenced by our surroundings. Now, where did you grow up, and how did you think that has influenced your career and life choices? I am originally from Trinidad and Tobago in the Caribbean and spent my my formative years on one of the most industrial tropical islands that you might come across. And growing up, I spent lots of time with my parents hiking and going to the beach and exploring, but also seeing the impacts of heavy industry. And most people don't know that Trinidad is a, a very large oil exporter, um, and we're actually like one of the largest, nat- like have been uh, one of the largest natural gas exporters in the Americas. And for me, growing up, I saw the impacts of industry and oil pollution on the natural environment. And that was really one of the motivations for me getting into environmental engineering and environmental science. Okay, so you were able to see firsthand the impact that oil and industry were having on the environment. I can imagine these effects were only intensified by the fact that Trinidad is such a beautiful and lush landscape. And then you set out to do something about it. One of the main ways you go about this is something we have not even touched on yet. And that is through your work as a professor here at the Stewart School of Business. Can you take us through your position and strategies as a professor? Most of my teaching uh, lies at the intersection of business, environment, and design. I teach courses in industrial ecology, right? So, so how might we think about analyzing the environmental impacts of our industrial system, all of our economic activities, and redesigning those industrial activities so that they would have a reduced impact? Right. Um, one, one of the debates I'm getting ready for in, in class tomorrow night um, is around the, the idea of technology providing all of the solutions that we need versus uh, reducing our consumption 
of material goods across the, the planet. And so we're, we're setting up a debate, right? And so I'll have some of the, the students uh, take the, the side of technology optimists uh, and some who will take the, the side of technology skeptics, right? Um, and so we kind of take a, a very hands-on approach to understanding what's happening, uh, whether that's using cases that have been, been published or with partners um, here in Chicago or in, in other parts of the world who are facing particular problems and we work with them to help understand um, the life cycle, environmental costs and benefits of the way they're doing things and how they might be doing things differently. Uh, I also teach a course in social entrepreneurship uh, and that lies um, between our Master of Business Administration, our Masters of Public Policy and Administration, and our Environmental Management and Sustainability Program. And, and there, we're really looking at how to create businesses that help solve social and environmental problems. And that's something that we do either in partnership with organizations in the, the region who are taking this approach um, or through uh, kind of students' own ideas for things that they might like to work on and address problems that they're really passionate and care about. And so it provides the, the tools to get students thinking about how they can use business either in an entrepreneurial way, so starting their own company, or in an intrapreneurial way, right? So if you're based in a company, how can you take some of these ideas uh, to develop new products, new services, new solutions uh, that can help the company address these social and environmental problems that we're seeing in the world around us today. Um, I also teach a scattering of, of other courses, um, looking at sustainability performance measurement, uh, for example, or the, the circular economy. But in, in all of my classes, there's a strong attention to understanding technical components. And, and so whether that's kind of more engineering and science base or more like um, business, right, and analyzing financial statements and calculating return on investments for environmental projects, um, that that technical base is really important. Understanding the business and strategic importance of these approaches. And then there's also kind of the design piece, right? So how can we really, really think about who are the users or, or who are the folks that, that we are developing solutions for and how might we develop those solutions with uh, those folks. So, um, so I enjoy my classes a lot. I think my students also enjoy my classes a lot. Um, it you know, tends to be very, uh, very practical, very applied, um, and gives the opportunity to work with um, with partners um, or working on your own ideas. Yeah, sounds amazing. So you have this goal to reorganize industries to operate in more harmony with our environment. And to achieve that, you seem to have such a multi-pronged approach. Can you talk us through how you see your impact as a professor versus the other spheres that you operate in? Sure. Uh, a, a colleague of mine calls it educating an army. So the way that I might think about my, my impact 
is I, I can work in an organization. I can, you know, uh, fund things. The as a, a professor, uh, the way that I have impact is through the research that that I do and kind of like getting that. So I mean, so so. I do a lot of very applied research and so work directly with organizations, companies, communities, and, and, and so do see my research ideas being adopted, right, in those organizations. And then the, the other track is through the classroom that, you know, like my students, right, and so if that's, um, you know, 50, 60 students a year. Right, are, are learning the these ideas and then putting them into practice. Uh, that that's really valuable, um, and I, I I love this anecdote or something like you know one of my students uh, said to me, and this is something that that's always stuck. So in my classes, we do a lot of systems thinking. Right. So, so if we are faced with a particular problem, uh, how do we address that problem? Right. And if you only focus on, you know, the, the symptoms of the problem that you're seeing, um, it's easy to, to get to a solution that does not address the root cause. So, so we take uh, systems thinking approach where we try to understand the various factors that that are at play, and those could be technical, they could be social, they could be economic. Um, we try to get to what's the root cause uh, of those problems. We try to look at the unintended consequences, uh, potential impacts that might happen. Um, and this way of thinking, the systems thinking approach, my students said, you know, like, once you get infected with it, you start seeing this everywhere. <laughs> and so, you know, they were like, oh, my God, like I, I not that I can't make a decision, but like every decision that that I now see, every problem that, that, that I see, I take the systems thinking approach and try to understand, you know, like what are the root causes? What are the, the second order unintended consequences, right? Am I just seeing a symptom? of the problem or am I, uh, how can I try to address the, the root cause? And, and so for me, that, that's something that is very rewarding as a professor, right? That, that I'm infecting my students <laughs> and, and having this, this seed carried uh, through the rest of their lives. So how did you end up in these leadership roles? And is this how you saw your career trajectory ending up when you were a kid in Trinidad? Yeah, so I'd say that my career has been very organic, right? I think there are, are folks who have a very clear vision of where they want to be and kind of what they, they want to do. And for me, my goal has always been about doing work that has a positive impact on communities and helping to create support sustainability in communities. How I got to Illinois Tech and Stuart in the, the first place feels like a fluke. 
I got a call out of the blue about applying for for a position um, at the the steward school um, in EMS, and you know, quite honestly, the the trajectory that that I was going on uh, would have been in in policy and kind of science and policy and development, um, and the opportunity to teach and do research in a program that combined my interest in environment and business uh, was something that I, you know, found very intriguing because there there weren't many such programs uh, across the the U.S., right? And so now there are more, but uh, a decade ago when I started that there, there weren't that many programs, and so it was really intriguing to me to think about um, teaching and having an immediate impact on working professionals. And that's one, one thing that I really value about the graduate programs at Stewart, right? So the bulk of our students coming in are working professionals who might be doing this program on a part-time basis. And so they are immediately able to take the concepts and the tools that we're learning in class and apply them in their jobs. Uh, And for some folks, that means, you know, these tools help them to do their job better. For some, it means helping to advance them into new roles in their organizations. And for some, it means, you know, that that they're able to um, build their repertoire and look for roles outside of their organizations. And so that's something that that I, you know, from the get-go really valued about our program. Yeah, that must be so rewarding to see these students learn ideas in your classroom and then almost immediately have the ability to implement them in their current jobs. Now I'm curious, what does success look like to you? I know it can be a very broad, all-encompassing concept, but I'm interested in how you view it. So in terms of of what success looks like for me and kind of the the way that that I approach it is that the research that I am doing um, is helping to advance and you know, make changes in the system. And and really one of the benefits of being in academia is that, right, I, I don't have um, quarterly sales targets to, to hit, <laughs> right? Um, and, and so my, my research can take time, right? Because a, a lot of this is about relationship building, right? And I think that we, we might think about how universities can be stronger partners um, for um, or with organizations and community-based organizations that can really help them to to support their work. And so I'll I'll give you um, one example. So last year, kind of with the Chicago Food Systems work, a framework that I developed in collaboration with uh, some colleagues at the Institute of Design um, became an organizing tool uh, for thinking about the different types of of value uh, that's created by 
urban and peri-urban food producers, right? So we can we can think about okay, they're they're producing food uh, that's calories. They're generating income that's money, but they're also generating social capital, right? And building relationships with other organizations. They're developing culture, right? And changing people's behavior and perceptions about uh, the, the quality and importance of food. Even something like, you know, getting kids to, to visit and kind of like put their hands in soil um, is such an important cultural experience for, for changing minds, right? Even just the perception of, okay, like where this food come from. Um, but like, uh, so, so there are all of these, these types of, of value. And, and for me, this was so incredibly rewarding, right? To, to see my work being used as this important tool to help this city you know, people in, in this network uh, better understand the value that they're creating and kind of like how um, their leading systems change. And so kind of like in the future and, and, and with this work, like what I'm hoping to do is to build more of those tools um, that can help communities implement solutions. When we think about what's the, the formula for success, I think it's very important for individuals to know what's important to them and why it's important and to align their work with that purpose, right? And, and I think at, at times, you know, it's both easy to get carried away and, 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 and to come down hard on yourself for not meeting what, whatever those expectations of success might be in your field, but kind of holding true and, and seeing the, the bigger picture, I, I think is really important. I love that. Don't lose the bigger picture. Or as the common saying goes, can't see the forest for the trees. So much to unpack from this amazing conversation. But my main takeaway is the strategy in which Weslin approaches her goals. She doesn't just attempt to move the needle of industry from one direction, but she attacks it from every possible angle. Through her work as a professor, a researcher, and her work with the Chicago Food Policy Council, she strives to change our industries to behave more in line with our natural ecosystems. I love this all-encompassing approach and believe anyone can learn from this mode of action. Thanks for tuning in. Stay with us this season for more episodes on Formula for Success as we dive deeper and continue to explore the intersection of business and technology. To learn more about our programs, check us out online at iit.edu slash Stuart slash podcast.